0: everyone welcome to living the liminal podcast i am christy peck spiritual teacher intuitive and author of coming home a love story wouldn't it be something if you could have it all an uncensored peace a true joy and an all-knowing that there is so much more to life than what our human body can see and do and experience i invite you to join me here every week as my guests and myself have conversations around living consciously with courage, connection, and choosing to feel good, even in the uncharted and unknown moments. I am so thrilled you are here and look forward to sharing this sacred space with you. Hello, everyone. It's Christy here with you. I just wanted to come on um, before you listen to my amazing, amazing interview with Wendy Wrights. I mean, she has so much wisdom. I'm so excited for you to listen to her. I interviewed Wendy early, early, early April. So I mean, we were just in our in our world, in our everyday world just getting into our our new normalcy right with 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 the covid quarantine and and a lot of other stuff hadn't even happened yet so i kind of like to just come on with these and do a little pregame just to kind of set you up right because i want you to get the most out of this conversation i think that wendy and my conversation is a perfect ending to my season two, but also a perfect beginning for wherever you find yourself. There is so much in our conversation and and I'm so excited for you to listen to it. We right now are in a moment in our lives where, and, and I don't know if you can feel it, but I certainly can feel it. I'm a little stressed. I mean, I gotta tell you, I, I'm feeling it from myself. I'm feeling it from everyone else. There is fear, there is anger, there is resentment, there is betrayal, there is just so much unknown. And and I know that so many of us leaders, right? So whether you're a parent, a worker in your job, you're a leader, you're a leader, if you're in a, the grocery store, checking people out because you've been our mainstay for so long through all of this you're a leader even if you are you don't think you are you are because people are watching we are watching each other so basically we are all leaders and right now we each need to take that that mental way of thinking about that role and we need to step into this position as a human being, as a spiritual being, and and we need to lift each other up. We need to do our part per se. And, And the challenge that I believe we're all having, which is why I'm loving the conversation with Wendy and I today, because the challenge we're all having is that we have these expectations in our body and our mind. And, and Wendy calls them mental constructs, and she's going to explain that to you. But but they're basically just expectations, kind of like the way we're hardwired, maybe, or the way we grew up, or the way we always thought something would be. And we've created what we called normalcy around it. We we normalized that as this is the way it has to be. And and that's really, really, really why we're struggling right now because. Because this is all being influenced in a much bigger way. I mean, we are being asked to step into a leadership mindset, okay? A leadership mental construct and to lead the way for ourselves, for our own self, for others and our families and our neighborhoods and our communities and the world at large. So what I love about our conversation is... Um, she Wendy talks a lot about surrender and surrender can be a funny word i know but i want you to listen to the way Wendy approached surrender because it's really she embodied it she empowered with she empowered herself in the concept of surrender and and i think that's where we're at we got to let some things go we got to we got to let the universe okay god we got to let this higher power. Uh, Wendy calls it higher consciousness. We have to let the universe come in and help us get out of these, these, these expectations that we have to have, that we think it has to look a certain way. And, and she, one of the most profound things Wendy says is that experiences are a catalyst. I mean, that just makes me think of like a machine or something. And, and like, how much energy there is in taking something and then turning it into something greater, bigger, more expansive. I mean, elevate your life, rise up, whatever you want to tell, you want to think of it. So I'm so excited for you to get something out of what Wendy said, uh, because I think there's a lot there for, for you. I can't wait to listen to it again. There's a lot there for me. I'm constantly learning from her and, and all of her wisdom, and you know just this past weekend, um, I was listening to a lot of the uh, uh, funeral and a lot of the conversations going on about representative John Lewis. He was an amazing, amazing leader, amazing hero and and not just from before but even now, like like he 's moved on into his afterlife, right. And yet he's still here and he's still guiding us and leading us. And this is what I mean about stepping into our role as a leader and seeing ourselves in terms of what can I do right now in this moment to, to, to change everything for everyone and myself for the better. And he talks about getting ourselves in good trouble and, and really good leaders get themselves in good trouble a lot and let me tell you what i think that means for me at least and and you'll have to discover what it means for you but for me that means trouble that pushes boundaries that that strengthens my own boundaries that stands up for what's right and what's and what's what's good for people you know good for myself but good for everyone else that means speaking up speaking out that means not not accepting things that just aren't cool and and don't work right. And for me, good trouble means feeling good trouble. So it's trouble, right? It's all those things I just mentioned, but they feel good in my body. They feel like I am lit up. They give me energy. They make me smile. They make me laugh. They make me just be so excited about life. And then and, and I can visualize this good trouble, right? So the things that I'm trying to do, I can visualize the better way or an awakened way or just a different way. So sit back. I really hope you enjoy Wendy and my conversation. And thanks for a great two seasons. And I'll see you next season. Take care. Bye. Hi, my friends. Welcome to Living the Liminal Show. I am so excited for this week again. I have the most amazing guest. Um, You know, we've been talking a lot about learning and what what everyday learning really looks like in in our everyday lives and in our present moments and when things happen to us or when challenges arise. So I I think you're really, really going to like my guest today. Wendy writes is has been a good friend I met her years and years ago um, and she has the most amazing story herself Wendy is um, um, I, I guess you would say you're the are you the founder director something of me and I'm going to let Wendy introduce herself and tell us all about the great stuff she's doing welcome so welcome 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 thank you Christy thanks for that nice
1: introduction. Um, yeah, I'm Wendy. I'm the founder of Me, We, and Us, and um, I would like to share my story with you because my story really uh, expresses why I started Me, We, and Us. Um, I had lupus for the first 36 years of my life, and I went through a spiritual awakening, and then I went through a an intuitive self-healing process where... Instead of seeking traditional medicine, I kind of flipped things upside down and I listened to my knowing to understand what it would take for me to um, experience health and joy. Uh, since I was diagnosed um, very at a very early age, I had no idea even what health and joy felt like. And so I went through this intuitive self-healing and then I no longer had the symptoms of lupus. And then I went through 20 years of researching exactly what happened during the intuitive self-healing so that I could write a book or share with others uh, exactly what it takes to be healthy. And now I don't experience colds or flus or anything like that. And it's a definite way of being that creates health and joy. So With Me, We, and Us, it's turned into a website that has multiple books that are coming out. And we also have live classes, online classes. And I just did a two-day workshop online, um, which was really fun. And all of those are recorded, and people can listen to those. And I do a lot of workbooks that are very practical application of the concepts and ideas that I share with everyone. because the intuitive self-healing I went through was very, very practical. You know, what does it take to experience health and joy? And that was pretty much my quest at that.
0: So when, so you, when you, kind of you say up. Um, intuitive self-healing, and you, and you also said, okay, I had a spiritual awakening. When you were having that awakening, did you know it was a spiritual awakening? How did it feel different than what you were living at the time?
1: Um, So when you have lupus, it's very much a circular uh, experience of suffering because it involves loneliness and depression and mental anxiety. There's a lot of fear of death involved. Um, You're also, when you're diagnosed with lupus, um, it's not very optimistic. Um, It's pretty much people say that this is the way your rest of your life is going to be and you just need to accept it and you need to cope with it. And your and body so, has
0: physical pain with lupus, correct? Yes, there's yes. a lot yes. of
1: fatigue and there's, there's extreme physical pain, and the physical pain comes and goes in flare ups. Okay. Um, but you're like, I was, uh, I had systemic lupus where it would attack my liver, my kidneys. Um, and a lot of times people die from just, just kidney dysfunction. Okay. Because okay. in lupus, you produce antibodies that
0: are attacking stay with us listeners we're having a little technology thing here but stay with us we'll we'll come back so on so i okay should should i keep going yeah just keep going we'll 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 work it through
1: okay so um so what happens is you are in this circular kind of um dark hole with okay. a chronic illness like that and Uh, So you, you, the depression gets pretty severe after a point because you, there's not, there's no optimism to your life. And I was told I shouldn't have kids and all kinds of things. Um, They'd be very high risk pregnancies. And um, so I got to a point where I just got into this really severe depression. And at one point I just was like, you know what? I just can't fight anymore. I can't, because a lot of times traditional medicine is about fighting cancer or fighting the chronic illness. And I got to the point where I was just, I couldn't fight anymore. And I couldn't juggle all the balls in the air Mm -hmm. um, with being, you know, a wife and family and everything. And, And so I just deeply surrendered to whatever was supposed to happen. Was I supposed to die? Was I, you know, what, because I just didn't have the energy to do what the way I was approaching it anymore. And in that deep surrender was the spiritual awakening, where um, I all of a sudden had a new perspective, where it wasn't that I was supposed to fight the illness, it was I was supposed to learn from it. It was educational. And so... Did you, did you hear that like turned. in a
0: message? Did you, was it just more like... What, you, you just started having this knowing. Was it more like a knowing? I always had knowing. I okay. always had knowing. And part of my
1: illness was suppressing the knowing and okay. conforming okay. to the structures of society. Um, and so it, no, it wasn't words. It was an impression. It was a different feeling in my body okay. all over. Okay. That instead of fighting it, it was just surrender and learn from it. What is it am I supposed to learn? And that perspective is really what health is. Because everything in our reality, everything that we experience, there's some nugget
0: of meaning. There's some educational value in it. And what made you decide? So you get this this sort of knowing and it becomes strong in you that you need to figure out what this means. There's a meaning behind the physical sensations the mental emotional sensations you're having there's some meaning to what my life and this experience is what made you consciously or even maybe subconsciously unconsciously choose i'm going to do some kind of healing on my own versus go down the more um, traditional route that we're used to as humans of the medicine and and the doctor's so what made you go, I need to figure this out on the inside? Because that's, that's a huge decision for a lot of people that we don't normally make that. So one really big
1: catalyst is that I did go through two pregnancies, and I did survive the pregnancies, and they, um, and nothing happened that was too out of the ordinary. And so it was at that time that I was like, I'm not quite buying into what the doctors are telling me. I went in, I was going through another kind of bad flare up and my husband and I went in to the doctors and they wanted to put me on medicine that I'd have to take the rest of my life. Okay. And I just was sitting in that that room and just thought, this just, I know deep down this isn't right, that there's such a different way. There's a much better way. And so since I had no reference to being healthy Um, I was kind of more of an open book because it wasn't like I was healthy, got sick, and now I'm going back to health. It was like this huge educational process of me to understand what health is on a very dimensional level with no reference. So coming at it from that. So I told those doctors, which you got to understand for 36 years, going to multiple specialists, being hospitalized. You know, so much severe medicine, it was just breaking down my body. I mean, all kinds of, the symptoms of the medications are worse than the actual symptoms of lupus, basically. Yes. And it's, none of those, none of those medications are helping to cure it. They're just supposed to help you cope and have maybe some kind of a normal um, lifestyle. So, I told those doctors, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to take the medicine. I want to do like a six month trial. And I, and it was, you know, I'm just going to try relying on my knowing what is it, you know, that my body's saying to me, what is it that um, I need to listen to that's not external. So I, and in that moment, I heard, you know, what is it my body is saying? My body was so fatigued. It was so tired. And so I w- went home and, and I kind of prepared this three months of going to bed where I stopped everything. It, and I had two kids that were like eight and 10. So I had to go around and ask people to take them to soccer. And I had to, you yeah. know, figure out um, different things. And at that time, um, my husband, we had political obligations for his job. And so I had to step back and you know, say, okay, I'm not going to do those things for a while. And I went to bed and it it was a period of um, internal growth where um, <clears throat> I just basically, like I have this vision, I was on this muddy slope and I was always trying to get my balance and I was balancing kids and I was even working and trying to work. and um, And it was like juggling all these balls on this unstable ground. And so when I just surrendered to the whole thing. It was like sliding down the hill and letting all the balls just fall where they did. And then just sitting there and really looking at, you know, what balls are really important because we juggle all of them and we're so caught up in it that you don't ever stop and really assess, you know, how you're feeling. So during that period of time, when I went to bed, I, I had a, I got a journal. And my knowing said, on the front of it, I needed to write me, the word me. And I was like, what does that mean? You know, what does me mean? And so I started journaling, and then I was led to books. And, um, and it was a period of really spiritual growth within me, of yeah. understanding, um, developing a relationship with myself that wasn't based on what other people were constantly telling me.
0: I I like that you talk about the like use the word catalyst because I feel like that for a lot of our listeners and a lot of uh, people out there who will come on and listen to this there are so many experiences that are the true catalyst for something else but we don't often notice those experiences or notice the pattern within those experiences or or the the theme with each experience we just sort of see them as isolated But they really are a catalyst. They are meant to get you someplace else, Mm -hmm. which is ultimately what growth is all about. Um, So, so you're sitting there. Did your vision at some point change for you? So, your vision initially was you on this muddy hill with the balls. And did your vision at some point during your growth change? Like, did you notice that 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 image in your head changed?
1: Yes, but so. dramatically so at that time i also sought um counseling um to to give me an objective view on my reality because counseling is so helpful that way and and the more sessions i did with talking about things with an objective person that vision changed to a mountain lake where you know a mountain lake has such a, just such a beautiful balance to it between, um, how it stays full because of the rain that happens. But then there's also an outlet. There's always an outlet that starts a river that's very high in the mountains. And so I was shown this balance of energy of how to keep it like a mountain lake so that if it rains enough, that outlet then flows. But if there's, you know, not periods of rain or snow melting, then that outlet only has just a trickle. And so it was really about me understanding how much I was giving to the world and really how much I was filling myself up creatively, energetically.
0: And I think that's something that a lot of I mean, I think it's it hits more so women because we are the natural, you know, mothers and we're the givers and we're the doers of the family. And I feel like that 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 imagery you just used from on a hill mountain with the balls and sliding up and down and can't get up, to this other very peaceful where there's a flow in and a flow to fill up, and a flow in and a flow to fill up and a flow to release. And And I feel like that's really what self-care is and Mm self-nourishing is how are we taking care of ourselves amidst all this other stuff? Because if we're not in that organic flow in, flow out, and, and we're getting fueled up, I mean, you don't have to have lupus or some other health risk challenge disease to know that that's really ultimately what you're here to do is to allow that flow of your life.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's very much what happened was um, I put myself at the top of the priority list with this whole process. And then as the months went by, I would slowly start introducing things. Like at first it was just me taking a shower and being up and kind of, you know, a, so that when my kids came home from school, that I was there for them. And, yeah. and every day in the journal, I would assess how I felt, like with fatigue and just in general. And um, and so it was a process of, you know, then I gradually introduced, okay, what is really the the foundation of a family? What is necessary? Well, you have to eat and somebody has to clean and somebody has to do the laundry, you know, those kinds of things so i built my life again <clears throat> based basically on me being on the top of the the priority list because before i was always fulfilling everyone else's agenda which was you know the family's agenda my you know siblings my parents you know it just there was just a lot of that going on and so then once i started actually getting up and doing things again I started assessing all of my relationships and activities, according to, were those activities and relationships fulfilling? Did I feel inspired? Were they filling me up or were they draining? And so that goes back to that mountain lake image because we build a reality and a lifestyle that can be really out of balance where the outflow is so great that it's just draining, constantly draining the lake. And that's pretty much what was happening with the whole lupus was that I didn't understand energy and I didn't understand the inflow and the outflow. And so then I had to take the relationships and activities in my, in my reality and assess them and say, okay, okay, I'm not sure that that's really appropriate for me. And I, and I explained to everyone that I was going through a period of healing and I was trying to understand what health was. Yeah. And so I had, you know, I was very verbal about it. And I even went to dinner with certain close relationships and said, Hey, you need to know this is happening because, you know, I, I'm, I'm changing. And some people, uh, their response was really incredibly open and other people, it didn't go over very well and it was always kind of the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. Okay. Um, so that was teaching me a lot too on how I understood a relationship, my perception compared to the actual dynamics of the relationship.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of, that's been one of my biggest learning in, in my own awakening and this process is wow, what I thought and what I had thought I felt about a relationship when it got down to where I am today, what I thought and what I felt. They're ta- they're not the same. And and of itself, I think it's important for our listeners to know that that there's some healing around those kinds of important relationships that we thought were important. And then we realized, wow, I really cannot have this relationship anymore. It doesn't mean I don't love you as a person and a human. This, this is not good for me to be in this space with this, with you and you, and I know I had a guest a few, um, last season who talked about be catching with love and it's so important because for our own health and well being. I mean, we have to put ourselves at the center and that center has mm-hmm. to be, I am here and what is good for me will be good for everyone else. But what is not good for me, you can't be in my center with me. It's just not healthy mm-hmm. for my own, my own being. So I think that's so important that you share that story with our listeners, because there's so many people um, um, awakening to those relationships, and relationships are important for us. We have to have them Mm -hmm. in our lives. And so um, I also know for you that Me, We, and Us is a lot, you talk a lot about higher consciousness. And on the show here, we talk about it's higher consciousness, or if it's God to you, or if it's whatever you subscribe to, but this higher power of you can't really do life without it. So share with us, how did you know at some point that it wasn't just about you and your your own, but that you were really subscribing and, and hooking up with the most important relationship, which is with this higher consciousness?
1: Okay. So, um, that really started when I was a child. And, um, so I always had this knowing where I, when I'm with someone, I know a lot about them vibrationally. I know their intention. I can also understand what they're thinking, what they're holding in mind in my presence. And so, um, that doesn't work so well when you're a child and nobody explains to you what's really going on because I could I could tell like if my brother was mad at me I knew what he was thinking in his mind and so um when I started to express this to my family and they would get very upset with me like how did you know that how did you you know because and they and it kind of made a weird relationship and so I learned at an early age that I had to suppress that if I was going to survive because nobody, it wasn't going over very well. It, right, was, right. it wasn't the way the rest of the world was working. Yes. Yeah. So suppressing that huge expression of spirit and knowing and higher consciousness takes an extreme toll on your body. I mean, yes. to, to say, no, that part of me, I'm denying and I am going to conform no matter what it takes. I'm going to conform to society and the family unit and everything. And so that knowing has always been with me. It was just that at this point of surrender and the spiritual awakening, I finally let that flood back into me. And that I said, okay, I've tried to live according to the structures um, and the and and so then I let it all flood back into me. And then that's really the develop, I develop that relationship with that knowing again. And my knowing is very much impressions. And it has, it doesn't, it's not personified. So I understand um, ideas and concepts. They're very holographic. And so I, I really have to translate them into this perceptual reality. I have to, because they're more holographic, but what I realized when I started really, um, allowing this to guide me is that this holographic perspective is really what health is all about. And it's really what health, what joy is all about. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I, and what was shown to me is that everybody has an aspect to them that's like this. And how much you deny it um, is really proportional to the suffering within your reality. So me, we, and us is very much based on opening people up to these dynamics within them. And a lot of times I, I do these owner's guide reviews where I start talking. I start this language. Like, I'm like, so do you spontaneously know things? And they sit there for a minute and they go, yes. And I'll say... So what is it that you experience in this spontaneous knowing? Do you know things about people? Do you know things about events? And so I start this, this language, and it has never failed. I mean, every single person has some kind of intuitiveness or instincts. Or, right. So what, you know, I mean, it's, it's very much a natural part of this. It's just that mass consciousness isn't driven by it or, or uses it
0: yeah I feel like when it's it's more of the internal dialogue that we've we've shut down and and so what yes. what is so wonderful about going onto your website and finding what you call your recipe, okay so your personal is that it sort of is a permission slip for your internal dialogue to govern where you go and how you live your life and I know for me when i I mean, I was in your very beginning stages of the me, me, and us, and, and I don't know if you remember, but I was sort of like this giddy child because all of a sudden I was having these flashes of, oh my gosh, that's why that always annoyed me, or that's why that makes sense now, or oh my gosh, this, and oh, it was as if someone took, I mean, I'm going to show my, my age here, but those little toys that link together when you're a baby and you just keep linking them yeah. and they're like little chain. It was just like this chain event, it just everything started linking together. And I was like, oh my gosh. But then moving forward, it makes total sense. I mean, I'll refer back to it every once in a while when I've, because I've had some big moments lately. And I'll refer back to it and just bust out laughing because, of course, it's, I'm still in the alignment of, oh yeah, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. And and I, so I think that that's when you, I think an awakening is really when you start to see your life as one big learning opportunity. And yes. your learning is only based on one facet getting yourself back to loving yourself and everything else, like getting back mm-hmm. to that fullness of love, joy, peace, health, any of that, because that's all love. And so, once you see that, everything makes sense. The little challenges and the big ones, they all make sense because right. we're just getting you to learn, to get back to that other place. So it is a mm-hmm. catalyst. It's a vehicle. Um, so share with our listeners, where did you get me, we, and us? Cause I know your journal was me. So where did you get yes. to then the me, we, and us part of it? Cause it's so revolutionary. Um, so it was that first
1: journal where I was shown. Okay, I'm developing a self. I'm developing a new relationship with myself that's more me because I was I was bringing in that dimensional, the abstract aspect. That's what I was making a relationship with. So we start with the relationship with ourself as I, which is very physical. So mm-hmm. this new relationship introduced all the abstract aspects. You know, it's the difference between a, your brain and your mind because there, you have both of these aspects, and one is abstract and one is very physical, and they interface together. And so, you know, it was just me exploring all those abstract aspects of myself. And, and I got to a certain point, and I could feel that I was going, stepping into a new dimension of this. Uh-huh. And it was very much, I started a new journal. And it was, I was told to write we on the front of it. And I went through this period where I quit my professional career. My professional career is industrial design, where I design products. And during that period of my life, I had created this file in my mind of all the very organic artistic things I wanted to do because it's a creative profession. Uh So I quit my profession and then I dove into. Um, just developing this creative technique of abstract paintings and photographs and how they come together and make a surreal world in a in one piece of art, and that I spent a good eight years or more doing, and during that time, I experienced intense inspiration that led me through this process of artistic process of this this unique multimedia, mixed-media technique on a daily basis. And I had new relationships and different things came. And so the we part is really about inspiration compared to intuitiveness, which is what me is. So through this whole process of healing, Those aspects are, and they're a different perspective on yourself. And they're also a different perspective on the world. Like I, me, we, us, you understand yourself according to that. And you have a perspective according to that. And it's very holographic. So a couple of years ago, I had hired a design team to do a website. I always thought I was going to write a book, but the holographic information, um, it lends itself to multiple books. And so I was told to do a website. And then, so those people were very instrumental. We did a whole list of these holographic terms. And we got to, I put I, me, we, and us. And it just jumped out on the page. And everybody said, it's not I, because you're already at I. It's me, we, and us. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it started. And it, it's extremely symbolic. Through the whole website, through all the books, through all the learning modules, it always comes back to those perspectives because that's the whole—that's you holographically.
0: So, do you feel like for our listeners that, like, part of me is is getting the sense that you sort of need to be open and willing to see your life Mm -hmm. in this way? So, you sort of already have to be and not that it's a it's a, a have to be but I'm just going to use that terminology but you you sort of have to be stepping onto a different way like where maybe all of you are are in that curious phase of saying to yourself there's got to be a different way here in this life there's got to be something like I know I always say to, to when I'm sharing stories it's when you start saying to yourself there's got to be more fun in this life. There's got to be more joy. There's got to be more peace. There's got to be some, this cannot be a life of this kind of stress. Like this is not really feeling good anymore. So do you feel like people have to be like, at least in that phase of curiosity to where they're starting to open their life up that it could look different and be different? Or do you think someone could just be still asleep in that phase? So the way I
1: understand it is, we all have a mental construct, and that's really our belief system. And certain things happen to us; we have catalysts, events in our life, or even relationships that push us to a certain point where that belief system no longer works. It's no longer your coping device anymore. And when that happens, your your mental construct opens, and it's it really is desiring more understanding. And so um, me, we, and us takes the approach of this is something people step into. This isn't something that we market. We, okay. we make a presence. Yeah. And so, and what I have learned is higher consciousness guides people to me, we, and us when they're at that point, when they have that desire, I want to, this isn't working for me and I, I need more information. I need, I need something else. And so at that point, they're usually led somehow to me and us, and then they step into it. I have a lot of requests to travel and do presentation and, you know, people are so used to that way, that dynamic. And I'm more or less um, know really if, if there's a group of people that are very much already introduced to me we, and us and you would like a deeper study of it yes we will do some kind of a workshop but we don't go marketing all of it um one of the very cool things lately is i am going to start doing what's called me uh 1 million cups and it's more the entrepreneur culture and their platform is very much the same dynamic of me and us. And so they're all over the country. And so once, once everything gets back, <laughs> and people can uh, gather again. Um, I've been to several Million Cups presentation, you know, meetings and they're, they're very cool. And it's definitely where we could go and make a presence with me and us.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I feel like it's a great resource um, when you begin to question and you're trying Mm -hmm. to understand, because I like, I like, you said this a minute ago, and I want to pull this back in for our listeners, but you said that you, you went to ask for help to a counselor. And I think it's important to know that when we're talking about intuitive sense, yes, that's some internal work we're doing, but asking for help with the right person who can be supportive of the journey that you're on and help to guide you in that journey. Not that you're going to them for answers, but to have that that resource that's a trusted resource of a sounding board so that you can, because when we talk, that's a release of what's inside of our bodies internally. We have to get those conversations out. And I like how you say, ask for help. And I feel like me, we, and us is that helpful resource when you are at that spot where you're trying to go, I don't understand what all this means anymore. I'm open to it, but I don't mm-hmm. understand. Because it literally is this, this framework that lays in front of you and you're like, whoa. It just sort of explains this part of yourselves you're trying to figure out and what's going on. Um, when you talk so, about holographic, there- oh, go ahead. So just one comment with that is that um, we're all creating a
1: reality. But we don't, sometimes we don't have a good perspective. We're not objective about our reality. So when you pull in that, you know, counselor or therapist or whatever, they give you an objective view. They're reflecting back to you some, this view that's not emotionally charged or whatever is happening with you. And it's just a, a, a beautiful resource to get that objectivity and go, whoa, okay, I I didn't look at it that way or, and it's not so much that they tell you, they're just, you know, inquiring and they're getting you to do self-inquiry, basically.
0: Yeah, I feel like they, they, what my experience has been that I'm kind of just dumping it all out there and they're showing me where things link together, which then takes me to the next level. Because yes. it's all mumbled yes. and jumbled inside of me. And I just need to kind of spit it out. And then they, it's like a puzzle. They help to put the puzzle together. So then that takes you to your next level. Deeper is what I mean by next level. It takes you deeper into yes. that part of yourself that you're trying to, again, another awakening. You're having that other awakening of a deeper sense of who you really are. When you talk about holographic, explain to our listeners, what does that really mean? So. Um, Most of us
1: understand ourselves or experience ourselves as the physical body, but Uh there's actually five holographic aspects to us. There's the physical, there's the spiritual, emotional, mental, and existential. And so in the me, we, and us information, we constantly refer back to those, there's the four aspects that unfold, which then allows you and promotes your existential experiences so you're really unfolding the physical the spiritual emotional and mental all the time and that leads to understanding and knowing and experience yourself on an existential level and that existential level is your true higher self and some people call it soul you know everybody has a different term but that's really what we say okay everything's educational well the curriculum is spiritual growth that's the curriculum of human consciousness right is understanding right. through our experiences and what we're understanding is the existential aspect of ourselves so the more that those aspects unfold the more you understand your existential aspect that is what health and joy is
0: and getting yourself to that means nourishing all aspects of that of that part and so often yes. We're just nourishing one part of it. I know for me, for the longest time growing up, I was really just just nurturing the physical and then a little bit of the mental and a little bit of the emotional because I was a teacher. So of course that just fell in line. but it wasn't until I really started nourishing and understanding that spiritual side. And like you said, I let it come through. It had always been there ever since I was little, but I shut it down real fast because it was not acceptable in the way I grew up. Mm-hmm. So when I started to allow those experiences, it just almost took me to that other higher self. And that other higher self just sort of, it, it just really, I want to say the word fought because that's what it feels like, but it just came alive. It just came alive Yes. Yeah. Because once mm-hmm. I nourished that one part that I was denying so forcefully within myself, then the rest of it just flourished. And then yeah. life became different. Yeah. So, so the,
1: the terms I, me, me, and us and all are directly associated with like I is the physical, me is the spiritual, we is the emotional, us is the mental, and then all is the existential. So that's, that's how holographic information works. There's always, it, it all correlates. In multiple ways in relationships.
0: It's not linear. Like we think it is. Because mm-hmm. we've been brought up in we, this different experience of, to think everything is linear. But in reality, it's not. Mm-hmm.
1: So we have a diagram that's called the life rhythm diagram. And I was shown how, you know, in a linear perspective, we think of birth and death. And then there's a line between them. But this is a spiral that keeps unfolding. And it doesn't end or begin with birth and death. Birth and death are just transitions. Of And so when you see this spiral of your life and how it unfolds, you can see how all the events in your life are basically educational and neutral. Because this is the bigger picture of these cycles of this spiral unfolding.
0: I, I, lo- I so love you use the word neutral because, because so often we're taught in this human experience that we come into here that everything it has some meaning, right? And we're saying that. I mean, you and I are basically saying everything has meaning, but, but it starts out neutral. And then you and, the, and your higher consciousness, you will determine the meaning of it. And I love that we yes. really can take any experience... And, and I sometimes do this with clients, take any experience and literally almost map out every possible meaning to show them there's really multiple ways of looking at every single experience. It doesn't just mean mm-hmm. one thing. And that, that yes. you get to kind of piece out and pull out what really is for your higher good and the good of everyone else versus what really is only for one part of you or one or, or only you and not everyone else. Or, I think it's those, those multi-dimensional ways of viewing everything are important for our listeners Mm -hmm. to know here in that way. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and it's, it's very much, there's a huge part of me and us is understanding the dynamics of your consciousness. Like, like Christy said, it's your recipe because in this, this whole more holographic view, which is beyond humanness and consciousness, um, we, we have these vibrational influences where you know, our consciousness has a structure and expression to it, and there's a purpose. You have an underlying purpose that's the fabric of your life, and you have you're creating a reality that has certain teaching and learning aspects to it, and then you have a superpower that's exactly the dynamic of how you learn. Mine happens to be polarity. If I know a contrast of something, I totally understand it. You know, someone else is, has rhythm and they learn by patterns. So just, just looking at this map of your identity um, and the dynamics of your consciousness gives you such clarity of why, because then you understand the learning aspects that are coming through the events and the relationships. You stand back and you say, like, sometimes I say, you know, my reality is all about responsibility in this relationship where I feel there's some issues. Where am I learning responsibility? Right. And that is the real growth that accelerates spiritual growth for you to open yourself up to that and then say, okay, this is how I'm learning responsibility.
0: Yes. And mine was always self-centeredness, which I can see so clearly in Everything I'm doing, whether it's relationships with my kids or relationships with anybody else, or even any work that I'm doing, how it's it's hilarious to me. I will get caught up in a story, and then all of a sudden, I have to sit back and go, "Wait a minute, this is just another one of those moments." I have to get really centered on who I am and keep remembering that part. And now, and once I do that, everything just sort of flows into place. And it's to me, I have fun with it, but that's just my my state of mind sometimes yeah. that I like to play around with that. I'm so not in the center and I can see it and I'll be like, yeah, that's all right today. And, and, and I just play around with the fact that I, I understand what, where I am in all parts, but the mind has always been coming back to that, who, the core of who I am and then everything flows from there. Um, so how can people get, get more information um, about me, we, and us? Well, um, our central
1: aspect is the website, and it's me. You spell out me, we, and us. So it's m e w e a n d u s dot org. Okay. And on the website, you have multiple what they call call to actions, where you can generate your owner's guide. We call it the human being owner's guide, and everything is free. Me, we, and us is based on the approach that all this holographic information is should be readily available to everyone and when you're ready to step into it there's there's no obstructs like with financial or anything like that so it's all free and i do two hour sessions with reviewing your owner's guide with you and that's free Uh, and so there's multiple things that you can explore and have fun with and then we have events, and I just started um, free online uh, live classes that happens, you know, pretty much every morning there's something going on and you can, you can experience the Me, We, and Us community. But it's really, our website is very much, we have um, also some discussion groups on Facebook if you want to search there too, And but pretty much everything leads you back to the website, that's
0: our sole central location for information and interaction with That's awesome. Wendy, thank you so, so much for being on today. This has been such another enlightening conversation. I know it will be so helpful and so insightful to our listeners. And um, you have a wealth of information. I love your story every time about going from, you know, the downtrodden of lupus, which we know takes people into a different phase of their life and it's very painful and very saddening um to this this amazing life that you're leading now and, and the kinds of wisdom that you're bringing to people. So I I thank you so much. I'm so excited. And as we, we wrap up I wanna I want to ask you our high five because our listeners love that about our guests. So um our first one is what inspires you
1: um every day inspires me. I wake up every day and I say it's another day who who knows what's going to happen today, you know, and especially when you really tap into your guidance and direction and you 're in the moment it's you're led in the most miraculous ways, and you never know how it's going to unfold it's a beautiful adventure.
0: I love that. How do you have fun? I have fun um,
1: mainly with the information and understanding the information, it's just, it's so beautiful. And it's very addictive in a way of bringing it forth and translating it in images and diagrams. But I also, nature is a very big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And snowshoeing and hiking, and where I live and, and interacting and merging vibrationally with nature. It's
0: That's beautiful. great. What is one thing you cannot live without?
1: One thing I can't live without. Um, chocolate is very important to me. <laughs> as it <laughs> is to other
0: people. We have more guests that come on and say chocolate. <laughs> it's making me totally laugh. Let's just hope that the chocolate market never goes out of style or we all might be in a little no. bit of trouble. Because <laughs> a lot of us... Especially dark.
1: Oh, that
0: would <laughs> better for Especially, me. Especially
1: mm-hmm, dark chocolate. But I would also say that relationship yeah. relationship with myself relationship with others my husband my kids it's all such a learning beautiful um ex- uh, it's just an adventure and it's so much wonder involved, involved in it and there is a relationship with chocolate and there is wonder in chocolate too I would have to say <laughs> exactly exactly
0: <laughs> what does being free mean to you
1: oh free being emotionally free that's huge. That's a huge part of healing and health to be able to um, have a voice and feel that you're not compromising yourself and that you can just speak speak how you feel and really share that with other people. That's, that's what I feel like freedom is
0: in my life. And I
1: think freedom takes a different aspect in, in everyone's life.
0: Totally. That's why I love the question because it's very insightful how each of us you freedom, and, and it really is a personal endeavor to be, what does freedom mean to you? Because that's that's another catalyst for you to look at your life experiences in that way. What are you grateful for? Oh, my gosh. I am grateful.
1: Uh, great, gratitude has a lot to do with healing and health. Um, being grateful for the experience of lupus, for the intensity of it, and the length that I experienced it, because it gave me extreme dimensionality and understanding health and suffering and all those things and so i would i would have to say i'm very grateful for all my experiences and to get to that point where you can really understand them as educational and learning and accelerating spiritual growth is huge
0: that's beautiful that's a great way to end wendy thank you again for joining us today if you want to check out, please do so. Me, we, and us, we'll have it on the show notes. Um, and you can get in touch with Wendy through that website as well. If you have questions about anything or you're curious, please go check that website out. It has so much great fun, joyful kinds of stuff. And just looking around and, and snooping through it will just enlighten you <laughs> as well. And um, so again, thank you so much. This has been a delight. I've really enjoyed this conversation.
1: Thank you, Christy. It's always wonderful to have conversations with you.
0: I love it. And I love your podcast. I think this is awesome. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for joining us again for Living the Liminal. If you have any questions, again, look at the show notes. You can email me at christy at christypack.com or there's this other really cool feature on Anchor. If you are listening on the Anchor app, leave a voice comment or a question. I am collecting them and at some point in a future show we're going to play those. So how fun would that be? Um, But again, thank you again for listening. I'm so glad you joined us. May you have a joyful week. Remember who you are. Live the liminal. I love you all. Peace out my friends.